Hello, probers. And howdy, howdy. Welcome to another cosmic episode of But It Was Aliens, the only podcast hosted by two former MIBs that aren't too pussy to let you know that we were MIB. Oh, ah, uh, uh. I'm Moonwalker and he is Greybeard. And today we're taking you on a bonanza of a journey, a journey of love. Oh, when you said bonanza, I was all ready to go, Arriba! But then you said love, and suddenly that doesn't feel very lovey. It does. Now I feel more like we should be doing Marvin Gaye. Maybe we will. In today's probe, we meet Elizabeth Clara. Ooh. She studied music and meteorology in England. She also served as an accomplished pilot for the RAF Ooh. and worked for the South African Air Force decoding secret German transmissions. Ooh. This lady is big in the game. She don't want to trouble nobody. So you better put some respect on her name. She's gangster. Why is she gangster? She's a pilot. Yeah, gangster pilot. There ain't no mention of her Bugsy Maloney around. Yet. Ah, okay. If she don't rob some jewels at some point, then I'm going to be very disappointed. I need to see some crack cocaine deals going down. Just arms deals going down. Just you wait. I'm waiting. Born Elizabeth Woolat on 1st of July, 1910. In Moy River, Nepal. She was born in a river? Aqua woman. She didn't grow up in the ghetto either. She grew up on in a, a farm. river. She's a fish. She's a giant <laughs> fish. And was the youngest of three sisters. Her father. Father? Her father. Her father. Her father. <laughs> her daddy fish. <laughs> her father, S.B. Woolett, and mother, Florence Woolett. Her father was pioneering veterinary... (laughs) I can't even speak. Her father was a pioneering veterinary... Fucking hell. A veterinary what, sorry? Surgeon. Saving his fish brethren. He became a shorthorn farmer, and it was at Connington Farm, which they owned, that at seven years old, Elizabeth had her first extraterrestrial encounter. First? Oh, I'm excited. (laughs) This feels like one of those ones that's going to be absolutely bonkers. Elizabeth, the legend, and her older sister Barbara were feeding their celium puppies in the farmhouse when they say that a luminous silver disc flew over the farmhouse and not only did they see this disc, but a bright orangey-red cratered planetoid was seen orbiting and rotating high in the sky. The disc rushed to meet it, and was guiding it northwards. The planetoid left a smoke trail in its wake. That's intriguing, but you've in your research notes, you've included a picture of puppies? Yeah. And you haven't mentioned it, and now my heart feels drawn to these puppies. I need to take them They were them and... feeding their celium puppies yeah, in yeah. the farmhouse. But you've shown me the puppies. Yeah, I just thought I'd <laughs> leave that there for you. <laughs> no. Poor puppies being looked after by fish people, but they're cute. <laughs> Fucking dog people. A few months later, they had another sighting which was also witnessed by their farm manager, Laydom. Laydom was Zulu and interpreted it as the mythical lightning bird in Pandula. What? (laughs) (laughs) That that took a tangent. In Pandula takes on the form of a black and white bird that is the size of a person. It can summon thunder and lightning and is vampiric in nature. Sounds like a nasty ass bird. The Impundulu has an insatiable appetite 
And when in human cock. form, it takes on the form of a handsome young man <laughs> who seduces other men, <laughs> who seduces women. Also, when in human form, it will drink blood from humans, but will drink blood from birds whilst in bird form. So, Consistent. Bit of a cannibal. Yeah. Feet. Well, typical vampire, really. Feeding on its own species needs their blood to survive. There's no point drinking fish blood if you're not a fish like Elizabeth. As she got older, Elizabeth was taught how to fly by her first husband, William Stafford Phillips, in 1932. During a flight from Durban to Baraguanath in a <laughs> leopard moth aircraft, she accounts that they saw a saucer approach coast along beside them and then depart right excuse my ignorance but i've got no idea where that is i'm baraguanaf south africa i want to say okay makes sense but yeah apologies i've never heard of that place Sorry, before. I, 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 I like to learn new things and that's helpful i didn't include it in the research notes so the saucer approached them and then just coasted flew along, off it didn't disappear it just, just flew, flew off. off okay in 1954 elizabeth's sister, sister may then the resident of Whiteleaf Farm in the Natal Midlands got a message to her that the native Zulus had started talking about the appearance of Impandulu. Elizabeth, who was living in Johannesburg with her children at the time, I know that place. made the trip and the very next day, the 27th of December, she climbed the aptly named Flying Saucer Hill. Why was it called Flying Saucer Hill? Are we going to get into that? Oh. We aren't. So she climbed Flying Saucer Hill to see Impondulu? Yep. Who might be a flying saucer. Yep. There she was met by a starship, which descended and hovered three metres above ground, emitting a soft hum. Hum. She describes that whilst the central dome stayed stationary, the outer ring continued to spin. She could see a figure through one of the three portholes and tried to move closer to get a better look, but was pushed away by the heat emanating from it. And then, gone. Okay, that's... So it went to meet her, but it didn't stick around. Maybe it's just checking her out. Quite possibly. First flyby before it comes back. It's going to come back. It's like, what is this fish person? <laughs> Why she got gills? The others don't have gills. Shortly after, Elizabeth would claim that she began having telepathic communications with the being in the ship. Telepathic powers is something she had also believed in and tried to hone as a child. What child hasn't done that? Exactly. Come on. We've all sat there with our fingers on our temples. Trying going, to make ah! stuff move. Make stuff move, make stuff explode. <laughs> is it possible that this being was locked up? They won't let him out? Or could he have been lonely? Oh, so lonely. Did he have no body for his own? This being, his name was... <laughs> Akon! <laughs> Fine work. This There's... being's name was Akon. For those not in attendance, which is all of you, <laughs> Mr. Mooney has put the album cover of Akon's first album, I believe. Yep. <laughs> In the research notes. <laughs> so I'm looking at a picture of the singer Akon with Akon plastered across his chest. If you scroll down... Is that there... where his name comes from? Could be. All right, scroll down, you say. Ooh. I don't know why, but looking at this makes me think of Valiant Thor. And that is a picture of the real Akon, or her 
picture of Akon. Yeah, I like the way that Akon has got an aura around. Is it him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got like a whitey, yellowy tinged aura. He looks, I'd say, late 50s. Short, grey, whitey more than grey hair. Very human-like with a pink, is that a pink jumper? Yeah. With a green scarf around and then a blue undershirt. Hard to make out, to be honest, but he's got an aura around him with absolutely bonkers galaxy effects behind him. What a lovely piece of art. Akon. He was a scientist and crew member aboard the craft and he was originally from the planet Meton. Meton? In the galactic region of Alpha Centauri. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Why is it always Alpha Centauri? The closest star system and closest planetary system to our own. Because it's all that people have heard of. According to Wikipedia, it's 4.37 light years from the sun. Sun, that's 1.34 parsecs. Elizabeth, she don't let up. She became obsessed. Like a cat with catnip, a meth head with meth. You with coffee. <laughs> And in 1956, following further reports of Impundulu <laughs> being spotted on April 7th, she once again climbed that hill. But this time, it was different. Oh. This time, Akon revealed himself to her. Do you mean he whipped his dick out? <laughs> no. I reveal myself <laughs> to you. He introduced himself and the other crew member with him. And this crew member is described as being stockier and had darker skin than Akon, and was the foremost botanist and astrophysicist. Hmm, two careers. They invited her onto the ship. There, she was shown a lens which allowed her to see the Earth and other people through the ship's floor. She Mm. explains that there was... Go on, sorry. She explains that there was a humming sound emanating from below, and before she knew it, they were transported to an enormous cigar-shaped mothership. She also explained that there was no sense of movement at all between getting on the ship and getting to the mothership. So cigar-shaped ships are the motherships. That's interesting. In this case. Well, that has implications to other cases if we're being visited by the same species. I mean, we've said all of them aren't aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Once aboard the mothership, she explains that there were cities, parks, trees and even lakes within it. Akon introduced her to some of the other inhabitants, which Elizabeth describes as looking just like humans, only taller, better looking, considerate, and gentle. The ideal people. They explained to her that they were originally from the planet Venus. Venusians. And had to relocate due to Venus becoming uninhabitable. Not the first time we've heard that either. Valiant Thor. He was a Venusian. He was. Hmm. We also said it was bullshit. (laughs) What allegedly truthfully happened is that the sun expands and contracts all the time. At certain epochs, it expands further, and it was that extra burst of radiation that dried out the seas on Venus, destroying what little fauna and flora that remained. This burst is also what killed off the dinosaurs on Earth. Oh, is it now? Is it now? The Venusians that were able to flee landed on Earth and the Moon as way stations. They moved permanently to Meton as it was very similar to Venus, old Venus, and has higher vibratory rates, which are more compatible to advanced civilization and consciousness. They have bases on the Moon, Mars, and Earth, 
which they still visit. This was in the 1950s and 60s. So those stations may have been destroyed by now. By the reptilians and the insectoids. Quite possibly. And MDF. And have left a section of their civilization here on Earth to look after it and advance the mentality and consciousness of the people here. Uh, where was Meton again? In Alpha Centauri. Yep. So they moved from Venus to Earth and the Moon. Then they went all the way to Alpha Centauri. Yes. Uh, let me get my vocal cords warmed so, up here. <laughs> Earth and the Moon were not final destinations. They were just waypoints, yeah. Yes. Bases to stop at before. But then they left people behind on Earth. What an absolutely batshit story this is. To help us in our caveman-like ways. So this was what year, sorry? 1950s. And they've come to advance us in our ways. They may have stopped a lot earlier than that. This is when her story is. Okay. So they might have come onto Earth and fucked our ancestors who lived in trees. Possibly. <laughs> Created humans. <laughs> Hmm, you mentioned something about the sun wiped out the dinosaurs. Yep. We have no evidence for that on Earth. No, we don't. Whatsoever. <laughs> we have evidence of changing climates, of But would that changing, changing climate be due to a burst of radiation? No. <laughs> burst of heat from the sun? Um, all sorts of various reasons. We've had climate shifts in the past due to high levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere due to an asteroid hitting which also may have contributed towards the wiping out of said dinosaurs which we have evidence of <laughs> during this trip several kisses were exchanged between elizabeth and akon dirty bitches before they returned her to earth they had several meetings where elizabeth managed to take some pictures of his ship and I did manage to strike it lucky like finding a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow I have those pictures it's as if he was putting a show out just for her oh and here are those pictures so these look like buttons on a tabletop or a spaceship in the sky there's nothing to indicate that that's in the sky in fact some of them look very dark these are possibly the worst photos <laughs> Of a spaceship thus far on this podcast. Most of them don't look anything like a spaceship. They just look like a little lump against sometimes a lighter, sometimes a darker background. But you can't make out anything um, whatsoever. The only one that has anything that I can really make out to any degree is the bottom left of the six. I would say top left as well. That looks more like a button than any of them to me. I would. That literally looks like a button. Top right, I will give you. It's just... You can't make anything out there. And bottom right. Eh, in motion. Bottom right isn't even the same shape as some of these other ones. No, so the only it. ones that look a similar shape are the mid left and the bottom left. I think you'll find they're all the same flying saucer. <laughs> I think you'll find they're most <laughs> certainly not. But yeah, the bottom left one looks kind of like a squashed top hat. <laughs> and the one above it, it looks like it could be the same shape from a different angle. The rest are categorically not the same shape, regardless of what angle you're looking at them from. That was wonderful. Well, sceptical bitch. <laughs> all right, all right. Tell me which one of those you think. In fact, tell me you think they're all the same item. They're all the same craft. <laughs> tell me you believe that. I believe that. Do you know what they're going to be? <laughs> going to turn out to be? Spacecraft. No. So Akon must have gone over it hundreds of times. And when the time's right, he'd tell her. And that he did. 
During one particular rendezvous, Akon gave her a silver ring which enhanced her telepathic abilities and he told her that she was in fact a reincarnation of a Venusian with who he had been romantically connected to before they fled Venus to Metal. So connected in fact that they were soulmates. No. Oh, what happened to the one he was connected to? Did they die? So is he then, is this like paedophilia? I don't know if it would be considered that, considering how their ages work. Yeah, because she's not a child. Oh no, but if he's, he looks in his 50s, how old is he? Thousands of years? Possibly. Or is he literally in his 50s? And he's, and she's what, 40, in her 40s? Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm getting a little bit confused at this point. <laughs> so upon this news, things got hot and steamy. One thing led to another. Here we and they go. consummated their right there on Kafkin Peak, which is part of the Mountain Champagne Castle. How romantic. Can you take a look at that picture? Yep. It's the arrow on the furthest right. That's Kafkin Peak. Okay. That's what they made you love. So they banged on this little mountain top yep. or hilltop. I can't really tell how high it is, but certainly some sort of top. How romantic. The view must have been wonderful. The view looks incredible of the surrounding yeah. <laughs> not, not of Acon's package. Yeah. He ain't lonely no more. It was that act of passionate lovemaking that culminated in Elizabeth becoming pregnant. No. Are we going to get DNA evidence? This is a quote from Elizabeth. I surrendered in ecstasy to the magic of his lovemaking. <laughs> Our bodies merging in magnetic union as the divine essence of our spirits became one. Oh, she's talked that up a bit, hasn't she? Jesus. After a few months, she made her decision to run away with Akon, and he agreed to take her. You already took her. Hey! <laughs> she was taken to meet on itself, and it's there that she gave birth to their son, oh, Aileen. There? So the son isn't coming back to here, is he? Evidence gone. How convenient. Elizabeth described the planet in great detail. To her, Meton was a utopian society. No war, no crime or poverty. Everything people needed was in abundance. There was also no monetary system. Why don't you stay there then? The people lived in expansive parks and wore luxurious clothes made of silk. There were no tall buildings or factories, so no pollution. Education was taught via telepathy, so eliminated the need for books or school buildings altogether. Or school? If you could learn by telepathy, then you wouldn't need to do anything, would you? Just Depends on how close you had to be. Even so, walk past someone for a second, boom, you've taken everything in. <laughs> Elizabeth, however, would be unable to stay there beyond her four months, as the planet's vibrations and magnetic field were different to Earth and had started to weaken her heart. Only her heart? Ailing was left on meet on with his father so that he could grow and learn the teachings. But if he's part human, wouldn't his heart be weakened as well? I, I did think that, but bullshit. Maybe because he was born in the atmosphere. No bullshit. Ailing was left on meet. She goes on mm -hmm. to say that Akon and Ailing would visit her and she'd talk to them through holographic calls. She also claims that Akon and their son got lonely. Would make it. Would lay a journey across the universe together. Elizabeth went on to preach for a society of peace, love, and environmental understanding. I'm starting to think that this lady is high, <laughs> real high. 
why is it that whenever there's love making, all the physical evidence is gone? The moment she came back, all she'd have to do is go and get checked out and they could prove, like, they could do a, excuse the turn of phrase, but a sex kit on her and there's your evidence. Well, so simple. Wouldn't the child be? If she brought the child back, yes. That would be my preference in terms of the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just the evidence is always gone, isn't it? News of Elizabeth's adventures had reached the ears of one George Adamski. Oh no. <laughs> He's going to lap this up. And while on a world lecture tour, he visited her in South Africa for a chat about their experiences. Bet he did. Apparently... Elizabeth isn't the only Adamski follower to experience space motherhood. Again, I'm not shocked in the slightest, groupies. She became ridiculed in the press, but she didn't care. She welcomed any press, as she believed Akon's message was more important. He got locked up. Elizabeth caught the attention of Edith Nicholson, or Nicolaisen. 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 Right, I'm saying Nicolaisen. Apologies if it's wrong. She caught the attention of Edith Nicolaisen. They wrote to each other from 1956 to 1976, a total of 23 letters between them. Nicolaisen published Elizabeth's story in the small booklet, which I am not going to try. Actually, I'll try to pronounce it. Go on. I rim skip over Drakensberg. Do you now? Maybe. You rim skip. <laughs> Sounds exactly like what Elizabeth has done with Acorn. <laughs> <laughs> nice bit of rim skipping. In 1959, and the second edition appeared in 1967. In 1968, Elizabeth agreed to be interviewed by ufologist Cynthia Hind, who was used in one of our previous yeah. probes. Let's think of that sounded familiar. And Elizabeth was a celebrity in the UFO community and was hugely popular on the convention circuit. I bet. She was guest of honour at the 11th International Congress of UFO Research Group at Weissbaden in 1975 and was given a standing ovation from scientists from different nations. For what? So that's a far cry from Betty Hill, who was booed off stage. Yay. So this woman has some weight to her words. But to me, she's more full of shit. <laughs> And in 1980, she had her book, Beyond the Light Barrier, published. Of course she did. She had been writing the manuscript for this since 1960. It was this book that drew attention from the darker sides of government who intimidated and tried to silence her. Ooh, what did they do? But that didn't stop her. Do we know what they done, or is it just no, that? No, just that. Intimidation ah, tactics. Damn it. They've left it a bit late. The story's already out there. I she's know. been appearing, she's earned celebrity status amongst the UFO community. Maybe there was a bit more and in that book, though. Once the story is completely out, they tried to silence her. <laughs> oh, dear. In 1984, UFOlogist Kitty Smith contacted Elizabeth after reading about her and claims that she also saw Akon's ship in 1984. Where'd she see it? In 1992, she doesn't say it to be fair. In 1992, Kitty organised a talk by Elizabeth at the UFO club in Peter Maritzburg, which was so popular that the crowd grew too big to cope with. In her final years, Elizabeth would faithfully commemorate the April 7th anniversary of her union with Akon by returning to Flying Saucer Hill. And to do a bit of rim skipping? <laughs> and when it got too much for her to travel by horse, SAAF helicopter pilot. Shut up! <laughs> no! She'd befriended, would help her get there. 
people took her by helicopter. <laughs> Bloody hell. Her third husband, Aubrey Fielding, died in 1981 and his ashes were scattered on that hill. On the hill of her lover? Yeah, I would This be, is a bit messed up. I would be very annoyed about that. Yeah, and her third husband, how many has she gotten through? That's a good point. But Aubrey was always very supportive and wasn't fussed about his wife's love for Akon, reportedly saying, that's all right with me as long as he stays in space where he belongs. Well, I suppose everyone's got a past, haven't they? Elizabeth herself died in 1994 at 84 due to breast cancer, leaving her second book, The Gravity File, unfinished. Oh. Within the unfinished pages, there's mention of Akon's electrogravity propulsion technology. And before she died, she also told friends that Ailing was now an astrophysicist just like her dad. Her dad? Just like his dad, and that he travels the universe with his father, his spacewoman Claire, and their son. A right little family. So Akon didn't have any lovers from his own species, just the fish woman. That we know of. Mm. I mean, he wouldn't tell her, would he? Well, that's a good point. He <laughs> could have thousands of children if he's trotting the universe, picking up people for four months, giving them a rim skipping, <laughs> having a kid, then dropping them off. Could be like Ego and from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 2. Yeah. Uh, it's, did the first two husbands of Elizabeth get fed up of this so buggered off no idea and it was only the third chap who could take all the bullshit or that didn't get extremely jealous <laughs> crazy so this is the part of the show where we turn to science and skeptics ufologist thomas Stryker concluded that her claims are either lacking witnesses as no one can confirm that she was pregnant at the time she said she was <laughs> and is unclear if it was ever documented he speculates that she was maybe a fantasy prone individual who simply imagined it mm, it's generous her earth son david has no recollection of his mother being absent for the amount of time claimed <laughs> during the time claimed her son calls bullshit <laughs> <laughs> I like this David. I like him. Uh. During her interview with Cynthia Hind, Hind states the absolute conviction in Elizabeth and never suspected that she was lying deliberately. Hind suspected an active imagination or illusions born from a dream state of euphoria. Hind also says all these factors need examination and it is time we stop casting aside cases which, although sounding like hoaxes, are not obviously so. UFologist Philip Human heaped praise on Elizabeth before pumping brakes, getting out, pouring petrol all over the car and setting fire to it. He says, I do not believe one word of her supposed contacts and it was a standing joke the way she was helped to photograph an ordinary motor car hubcap. <laughs> that was before she added additional material to tell of her pregnancy caused by her Venusian lover. I prayed that this book would never be published. Oh, gosh, so they were all in on it. This garnered a response from Edith McLeyson. She replied, don't be afraid. We shall never publish the story of her Venusian lover, but I would like to reprint the booklet about her contacts. I do believe she had some sort of contact. Okay, so Edith doesn't... Well, she knows that the Venusian stuff is bullshit, but she believes that something else happened. Mm -hmm. What? We don't have the information as to what? Unfortunately not, no. Or is Edith just trying to save face because it's well documented at this point that this was all bullshit and she was in on it at the time. So she's, she's like, oh, I know uh, it wasn't it, but there is something else. Because she's done two books about it, so probably doesn't want her name yeah, tarnished. dragged through the mud. 
I like this Philip though. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically, this is why the UFO community can get a bad name sometimes. For every good story there is, there's a bad one like this. And it sounds like there were others that helped out and they all maintained this together. So whether they've done that to fool other people or just for a bit of fun, it doesn't reflect greatly upon them, does it? Impundulu. I ask you, Kev. Is this just a romantic space fantasy by a highly intelligent woman? Or is this the account of true interstellar love by a highly intelligent woman? Rim skipping? Does that sound romantic to you? If I told you I'm going to rim skip you, what are you going to say Depends to what that means in another language. Well, what, what does it mean in your language? I'm going to rim skip you. What am I telling you I'm going to do? do? Is that romantic? I not want you to rim skip me. <laughs> Ever. Uh, so, is this true interstellar love? or a romantic space fantasy. I'd actually say it's neither of them. I don't feel like this woman really believes she's had an experience. I feel like she's just made a story up, quite frankly. Like some people you can get on with or get along with the story, so to speak. You know that that's maybe not quite real, but you can see the reasons behind it and they do believe it. Yeah. There's nothing about this story that makes me think that she believes it whatsoever. I feel like she's just spouting absolute bullshit and enjoying her celebrity and they're all in on the joke. Oh, here she comes. Hey, <laughs> the lady who's been rim skipping with Akon. Nah, I ain't saying that was aliens, yo. Not aliens. No. Well, Categorically not aliens. Yeah, this is not aliens. There is no way I can believe this is aliens. I'm on the side of romantic space fantasy. And the fact that she's a follower of Adamski speaks volumes. Yeah, they're both spurring each other on here, yeah. aren't they? They've seen the UFO community as people they can make money out of. And I don't necessarily believe she'd done it to make money. I think she wanted more of the fame than the money myself. Is that even worse? Whereas Adamski wanted the money. Hmm. But no, this is not aliens. Yeah. But I love the term rim skipping. <laughs> I'm taking that one with me. It's going in the back pocket. Thank you for taking this galactic love trip with us today. <laughs> I've been Moonwalker and he's been a twat. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I just let you spin me an absolute yarn. <laughs> How very dare you. Okay, he's been Greybeard. And we hope that you enjoyed it as much as Elizabeth did. <laughs> she loved a good rim skipping. You can find us on our socials on Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. On the Twitter at But It Was Aliens. <laughs> I knew I was going to get you doing that sooner or later. And Facebook is But It Was Aliens. And our Facebook group is Extraterrestrial Towers. Probasa. Now, for all you music lovers out there, I've hidden something deep, deep, deep. In this case, if you think you found it, DM us on Twitter or Instagram. And if you're correct, I'll give you a shout out on my next probe. You have one week from this release. Stay safe, stay probing. And remember, the truth is up there. Hash tag, tag probe. probe.